Recorded live. Aloha. Aloha. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good now. I have had a really, really challenging last couple of months, but um, it's been amazing, actually. Um, so I'm excited, <laughs> very excited. Yeah, nice to feel good after having months of challenges. Oh, yeah, it's it's. I've been under the fire, but you know, I, you know how it goes. Always dark is before the dawn. And these things were all part of this next level of awareness that I, I've been receiving. And it, it really, you know, I could um, kind of relate it to, you know, the violet flame of uh, purification, but more than I've ever received at one dose. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was almost unbearable. Wow. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I'm here and I'm smiling. <laughs> so I, so the last time I talked with you was something like December 4th. Uh-huh. And you were settling into your new home in Florida. Right. Exactly. But I never settled there. Um, that was the issue. It, uh, it was... Um, quite chaotic, the area that I, I was brought to. Um, I was about a mile, not even a mile, half a mile, a couple blocks from the Scientology Center. Oh, right, right. Right, and then on the other side I had this neighbor that was, you know, um, a Harley Davidson alcoholic, Confederate flag. You told me uh, that. Yeah, right, the whole nine yards. Um, had many, many meltdowns because, you know, the energy at that particular time was very intense and I think he just lost it. He, he, he just couldn't maintain, which I had seen a lot of people doing. And, you know, so, of course, I, I just meditated my way through it and did the best that I could. And then, um, you know, it, it was the contrast was evidence that, you know, um, it was something for me to... Uh, release and, and let go uh, of and set my boundaries. And so um, at just at that particular time, my friend uh, from Columbia came and we went uh, to Universal and so she was on her way to Hawaii again. And she had bought a big house here because she's trying to get her son. You remember, she's the one who stayed at your place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, it doesn't look like she's going to get her son. Aww. So, yeah, so um, she said, I have, you know, this four-bedroom house now because she bought it for the custody evaluation to show that she had a stable place here and whatever, and uh, basically they decided that they didn't even need to come to Columbia, and so she, you know, uh, they do, she didn't even get a chance, you know, to, to, to show them. So she's just like, why don't you come and stay with me? Um, and um, 
you know, I, I gave it some very deep consideration. I, I my, my landlord, you know, said I could break the lease because of the situation next door. And um, I just really didn't like the energy of Florida. It really wasn't um, like a, a pleasant energy there where I lived at. Honestly, I, I couldn't imagine that you could stay there. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in Florida. I, I could, you know. Yeah. I'd have to be on a healing mission. Oh, it really was. It really was. And it almost it almost completely annihilated me. But on the good side of it, okay, what came out of it was shortly after we spoke, that is when I was um, urged by Sarah to contact Timothy again. Now, this was not in my thought process. It was not anywhere near, like, what I, my ego wanted. And yet, the pull was so strong that I, I, followed, it, I followed it. And it just so happened that, you know, the, he, he was right there with me. We met in the heart space. And all the work that we'd both done the last year, uh, had prepared us to to take our relationship now to another level. So he asked me to marry him, and I agreed. So I'm leaving to go back to France at the end of February. Wow. Shannon told me you got engaged. She yeah. She got, uh, I don't know, last week or something. Yeah. So, wow, you're going back to France in the winter. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's the tail end, so... If I can make it there for the month of March, uh, I think April will bring me a little bit of rest. But they've had a very mild uh, winter, uh, so praying that it will be warm enough. So, but I, if, as long as I can get, you know, like it's not like the depth of it, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> but you know, uh, we're not living there. Let's put it that way. Right. So we, but we have to get the household. So you know that's going to take us the summer. So I'm looking to uh, possibly come back to Kauai, uh, like maybe October. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. A lot, you know, is just up in the air. We're just waiting to be led. So you know, we'll see. But um, yeah. So you know, when you least expect it, life takes another major turn and you just start smiling and saying, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I certainly know a lot about that. I know you do. I know you do. I wanted to ask you because when I was going into the energy today, I wanted to how is your knee and leg feeling? You know, uh, occasionally, if I don't get enough exercise, my leg bothers me a little. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, they're doing great. Good, good. Did you end up going to that one, Dr. Steve, or how did you end up? Uh... Yeah, I went to Steve once, and um, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't think he, he was helpful to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, I, I went to the acupuncturist that your friends like, that you... Yeah, Peru. Peru, and uh, uh-huh. I see her every week now. Oh, good. Okay, good. And Peru is an angel. She's so, oh. 
yeah, so helpful and so knowledgeable. And she recommended she um, Dr. Ogawa, the chiropractor. Okay. And uh, Ogawa is a genius. Great. Yeah, he's a true, he's a real genius, and he has really helped me. Well, my guy left the island, unfortunately. He's coming back, though, um, but Dr. Steve took over for Chad, and so that was the only, you know, connection that I had. But Dr. Uh, Dr. Chad, if he, if he does indeed come back, which I think he will, he's the best I've ever gone to. Well, I definitely, if you are back here, I encourage you to go to Ogawa because okay. he's a master um, kinesiologist. Yeah. And that's always helpful. Good. Yeah, so he's a master diagnostician and and because of that he and he just is very precise in his adjustments and he um I just find him super clear and um Yeah, my friend Rose used to go to him. Have you met Rose yet? No. Rose Miller? If you ever get a chance to meet her, she makes the most divine chocolate truffles. And she makes them all healthy ingredients, and they're like more like elixirs, kind of like in the movie Chocolat. Does she have a store or something? No, she just sells them kind of on her own. But I think she's back in Hawaii now. Um, I'll have to check and see. I think she's there for a couple of months. But she's also an excellent masseuse too. Huh? We, she does this thing called Quantum Touch, and she's wonderful. So I'll check and see if she's back on the island. So who have you gotten for massage now? You know, I just had a massage last night. I had a um, very intense, loamy, loamy experience with a woman who um, used to live here but was visiting that came recommended through Philip Young Merlin. Yes. And her name is uh, Kate Brennan. Brenton? Yeah. I don't know that name. Yeah. And um, um, did you go to Merlin? He lives on the Big Island now. Oh, you're kidding! Ah, too bad. I forgot about him. Yeah, I know. I forgot about him too. And then all of a sudden, I was saying to Spirit, "Okay, I I really have to get some massage. Where do I go?" And they, I got to call Philip, so I did. And um, he said he, he doesn't get here very much, but yeah. Sometimes Kate does, and um, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go to the Ayurvedic place. Oh, okay. Let me know how you think about that, because I had the third eye oil treatment there. Yeah. And it was it was just okay. Just, you know, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really super impressed. Yeah, I think they're kind of discombobulated over there. I was having so much trouble booking an appointment. I began to feel like they didn't want my business for some reason I couldn't imagine. So I finally just kind of confronted her and I said, you know, I feel like you don't want my business. What's going on? She said, oh, no, it's not that. We just don't have many practitioners. So we have so few openings because we don't have enough practitioners. And I just thought... You know, I've been going back and forth with you for a week. Why didn't you just say that at the beginning? Right. It's also a little hard to find, so leaving enough time because they didn't really give us fantastic directions, and we had a little bit of hard time finding it. And the other thing is 
they there's lots of mosquitoes there. So if you are getting, you know, you, are you, if you're still getting bit, you need to bring your own stuff. Oh. Because there, it's very, very thick brush back there and whatever, and so we got bits of smithereens. So that's why I said it was just like I was not impressed. Hmm. Well, I have so. some friends who went back in August, and they loved it. Yeah, you know, I guess it might depend on the practitioner, too. You know, I don't even remember the girl that we had, but it just, like I said, um, I booked a know. herbal massage. Okay, well, you know what? It might be good. I had the third um, eye treatment, you know, with it on the third eye, which I love to get, but it was just okay. But, you know, I've re- recommended people to anti-ondulation. And they've come back and said they had a terrible experience. So, you know, you never know. I mean, I recommend places that I've gone to that I think are good, and, you know, I might have had a good experience, and the next person terrible, and vice versa. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah, if Rose is on the island and you want a really amazing massage, I'll see if I can hook you up with her. I think she's only there for like two months, but she used to be my regular before I had Jeanette. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to connect with her. I um. Yeah, I uh, pretty much from the end of November till about ten days ago. I, I literally was working 15 hours a day. Every, wow. Every day except Christmas. Amazing. Yeah. It was, what, what, did you add on another program or what is that, what is that all about? Well, I, did, I have added another program, but that, that hardly took any work at all. It, it was about um, I didn't have the support staff, and I was having so many problems with the the new people I'd hired, I was trying to train them, and it wasn't going well. And um, uh, and I also decided to do some things. Like one of the things I decided to do was to write a very extensive questionnaire for all my students to evaluate the classes that they took. And, okay. and that, um, that was a, a, a quite a bit of work. Um, and then uh, I also, um, some of the people I'd hired got sick. Uh, one of them got into a motorbike accident. Um, and some of the people I hired just, just I, they just did a terrible job. They just, <laughs> I had to actually, work I did with some of the people, I had to completely walk away from it, hire new people, start all over again. Wow. Yeah, it was just a lot of things like that. And um, so it was very labor-intensive and um, all just admin, admin. Plus, the end of the year, one of the things I do is I do one-on-ones with the students as they're finishing the year. Mm-hmm. And with your mastery students? Yeah. Okay. So uh, those are half-hour appointments. Sometimes they go a little longer. And um, so I, I don't remember how many I did of those, maybe 30. Wow. That's a lot of extra work. Yeah. And, then, um, uh, and then just doing the, the marketing for the new year of Masterful Living uh, is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. 
and organizing all that, so many meetings about that, writing new copies, just hours and hours and hours of work. So where are you at now with everything? Well, last week I was uh, working just like six hours a day, really recovering. Mm -hmm. And um, so this week I've been working about eight hours a day. And um, so in the last two weeks I've been, most days, not every day, but I would say like 10 out of 14 days going to the beach and having time for that and really just resting, watching movies, doing okay. things I enjoy, um, talking more with friends and that kind of thing. And uh, because I got really close to adrenal burnout. Yeah. And I just was physically very, very tired, mentally very tired. And uh, But things are going really well. We've got uh, a good sized enrollment for the year. I'm, I'm offering a new section of Masterful Living this year called Ascension Pathway, and that's the class I just taught. That was why I had, we were scheduled to go later so I would have, you know, a little time between classes. Doc, yes, I'm very sorry about that. I don't know how I wrote 2 p.m. on every single one of our dates, and maybe, I, I again, I don't know what happened because with all the time changes that I've gone through, maybe I guess I just, you know. Yeah, I, I totally understand. So I apologize. But thank you for being understanding. And um, I was going to ask you because you were able to get a hold of that Benzino to do a, 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 a series with you, right? Yeah, he did a class with me back in October. How did that go? It was good. Um, you know, he's certainly very tuned in and everything. I think, um, and he definitely teaches from the heart, but it still feels very heady to me. Mm-hmm. He feels like a, he feels like a very much um, an ET. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, now, have you ever considered doing anything with Edwina Gaines? I love her, and she was one of the, the people on my list, actually. Uh, so I, I would like to do something with her in the future. I, I've always yeah, loved her. Yeah, I would, I'd love for you to do something with her, too. I love her, too. And um, I just feel she'd be a, maybe a better match, you know, as far as prosperity consciousness with your group. Yeah, right now I'm just completely interested only in my Masterful Living students. I, I will do another Stop Playing Small Summit, but I, I'm just not interested in it right now. What I'm more interested in is being able to offer spiritual counseling trainings again and offer retreats again because my Masterful Living students would really like to go on retreat. And, mm -hmm. um, well, this is what came up before when I meditated for you this year. Um, is for you to go back to Greece. I'm um, for a month. You are. Good. Okay. Flight ticket. All right. Wonderful. Because what came up is this, and I find it very interesting, okay? Um, and it just came in um, just like kind of randomly. Um, that every time you go back to Greece, you're getting downloads. And what, what you know, Spirit showed me about this with you. It's very interesting, but 
You know, the letter K in 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 uh, Greece um, is Kappa, and you live in Kappa, and there's something there about the grid or ley line, something there for you when you're there that seems to, like, bring up some of your ancient memories. And when you go, okay, um, what came in was for you to really, like, not focus on any procedures or any kind of processes or anything, but actually just take notes. Like, that's what I saw, like, you transcribing. And it was very, like, maybe, um, uh, I don't know if you feel you had a past life in Greece or, you know, what that connection is, but I, I saw some kind of, like, transcribing of, of like, almost, like, codes or, like, uh, something that you're going to need to, like, translate or figure out. Huh. Well, you know, it's interesting because all last year I kept feeling like I was going to go back to Greece this year and mm-hmm. I kept thinking, mm-hmm. well, how's that going to happen? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but of course, always open to what the guidance is. And then I just got really clearly, yeah, you, you need to book a trip to Greece where you have at least 10 days where you're not working at all. Good. 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 Yeah. Which, um, are you going back to the same place, the same area, or a different place? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we we my friend Gina and I are talking about um, making a side trip to somewhere else, and um, I know everybody says Santorina is amazing. Santorini is amazing. Um, uh, I kind of would like to see Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. What month are you going? I'm going to go uh, Memorial Day weekend and stay through most of June. Wow. All right. Well, maybe we'll come down and see you. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now it's close. I could just take a ferry over. Wow. Well, and Gina, she, um, you know, where we stay in Andros, her father built these three townhomes, one for her, one for her sister, one for her mom. And so I stay in her mom's. She stays in hers. And so, yeah, you could definitely come. And i got to tell you, Faith, it's so restorative there because the water is so perfect. And uh, every meal is farm to table, you know. Well, Timothy has a strong connection, uh, and I think he'd really like it because, you know, uh, we both have a lot in common. Um, And he's been to Greece about 50 times. Wow. Um, yeah, he has a very strong affinity there. And um, so I know he would be totally up for it. But I feel there's something there really cool for you. And I'm going to meditate more on it and see what I can find for you. But, I mean, it came in so strong that I just had to, you know, to to tell you. And I feel very excited for you about it. There's something like that you're going to get, and I think that's why you're saying that you have to go those 10 days without working, because as I say, totally free your mind of the whole business thing and just let this information come in so that you could figure out what, you know, source is, is telling you. Yeah, yep, yeah. 
Good. Well, I'm so excited about that, and I will I will talk to him about that because I know he's upwarding. That's one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be traveling most of uh, the time. So all we have to do is get the house put up for sale and get all of that taken care of because we can't do it, you know, in the depth of winter. It's better to, you know, to put a house up in spring. Right. So, um you know, but after that, and um, and the, also the the, the the exchange is for you, too. If you find yourself over there and you need a place to stay, he's got a six-bedroom house. So there's so much room there and so much land. Um, so you're welcome. Oh, nice. Thank you. You're welcome. It's really in the countryside. It's just the vineyards in France, you know, so it's not like there's not like a lot to do. It's very restorative there. It's very silent. I mean, it's absolutely silent. Of course, summer, spring and summer is the best time to be there. Winter, it's like, you know, it's totally cold and whatever, you know, yeah. about that. But anyway, so, well, okay, so for what, what today, part of France? It's the um, near Alsace. It's, it's Les Vosges. Um, it's um, about four hours from Paris, about... Um, uh, Did you say Limoges? Le, Le Vosges, says the L-E-S-V-O-S-G-E-S. Okay. Okay. It's a beautiful countryside. There's some really neat little towns, too, there that are just charming and just, you know, quaint and... It's all vineyards, and and the wine is amazing, and you know, of course, the food. But um, it's about an hour, maybe yeah, an hour from Strasbourg. Which Strasbourg actually I like almost as much as Paris, um, because it's like a mini Paris, and so it's not so crowded. So it's only about an hour from Strasbourg, and then it's about an hour and a half to Basel, and then um, about three hours from Zurich. So it's a real kind of a great area because you can get to Paris in four hours. I mean, anything's within a short period of time. Nice. Well, it's so funny that you're saying this, Faith, because... um just earlier this morning, I was getting a strong feeling that I ought to stop in Germany uh, on the way back from Greece. Oh. Well, like, we're, we're just on the other side of the border. In fact, we went to a, a spa in Germany when I was there last time, and that only took, I don't know, maybe all of two hours to get to. You know, and of course, you know, everywhere around there, there's trains, too, so. Right. So what in Germany were you called to? Well, I have a number of students in Germany. Oh, okay. And so now, are you done with, you know, uh, the London area? I mean, do you have, what, are you, what are you doing with your stuff? Do you still have in storage? What, what did you decide to do with all of that? My car is still near Stonehenge. Okay. And, um, you know, in an ideal world, I think I would be there in uh, June and July. Okay. Yeah, maybe part of August. Uh, even May. May in that area is lovely. Yeah. Um, and uh, I certainly hope to go back there many times, but not 
this year? This year, I think it's really, it, I'm focusing on uh, the, the retreats, the spiritual counseling. My, my goals for this year in the world of effects are to really stabilize my staff and have an awesome staff and to be able to do the retreats and the spiritual counseling trainings um, because I have a lot of people who would like to do them. Yeah. And you would like certifying in, in doing what you do, not that they would teach those kind of, you know, big classes like you do, but that you like that what your procedures are, how, what would that look like? Well, the spiritual counseling training that I've done, how to, to do spiritual counseling with them one-on-one, but I'm also feeling called to uh, do begin to teach teachers and ministers Oh, how to be ministers, how to be teachers. Wow. Because, you know, I've, I've had a lot of training myself as a science of mind practitioner and minister. Right. But I don't think anything that I took is as good as what I offer in Masterful Living. And... Uh, I know a lot of people who would like to move into teaching and counseling and things like that. They're light workers and they're waking up and they're feeling called to serve. And they'll ask me, where should I go to ministerial school? And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing I can recommend that I feel good about. And yeah, well, since you you're 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 you have a church corporation, right? Yeah, yeah. So of course, just send them through your own ministry. Exactly. So, but, you know, all of that takes, that's more administration. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And so, all right, so that, and that always falls back to the number one goal, which is to have a foundation of a staff who is supportive of the leader and is excited about what you're doing and how it's the same vision and um, that can grow with you. Exactly. And that's one of the areas that, you know, is the most challenging for you or has been in the past. Um, that's an area that um, that's addressed, you know, of course, um, and see what, you know, what can be shifted with that energy. Yeah, you know, I I had a realization around Christmas time. I had a a disappointment with my brother. Um, uh, Just briefly, uh, in the last year, my brother asked me several times, would it be possible? My mother used to have an antique business, and she did a lot Mm -hmm. in jewelry. And so she left me all of that. Mm and it's in my the father's house in Maine in storage. Mm-hmm. And so several times last year, my brother asked me, could my niece go through that? Could Olivia go through that jewelry and stuff? And I said, you know, basically I said to him, yes, I would like to do that with her and not at this time. I'm just not up for it right now. And um, But yes, I would like to do that. And And I made it clear to him I didn't want him to go through it her to go through it without me. Mm. And at Christmas time, I got this, on Christmas Day, I got a text from my 
from my niece, Olivia. She said, Merry Christmas, Jennifer. I was going through Nana's jewelry, and there are some pieces I'd like. Here's a picture of them. Could I have them? Oh, my goodness. And I just, wow. Yeah, I just I felt so like, wow, you know. And um, I really sat with it, um, and I didn't respond to her. And then a, a few days later, my brother emailed me and said, um, Olivia's going to text you about it. She'd like to have some of this jewelry. Uh, we, we went through it all. And, um, and so I, I waited another few days to connect with him. And I just said, you know, Mike, I feel um, this is really upsetting to me because I, you asked me three times if it would be okay to do that. I told you three times no. And, um, and the reason was is I just didn't want, I didn't want her to go through it without me because I thought it would be fun to do it with her. And I've been looking for fun things that we can do together that she would like to do. And so I feel really disappointed that I don't have that now. That opportunity has been removed from my possibility. And um, I, uh, you know, you did ask me three times. I answered you three times. I made it really clear. And I said when we were all together in August, I just, I didn't have the emotional bandwidth to, to go through it myself. And I wanted to go through it myself first. Yeah. And I you and I know that I'm going to be there this uh, spring getting the house ready for renters and that I, I'm going to go through it all then and then I can go through it with Olivia, you know? And I just feel you totally disregarded me. And I said, and you know what really the, the real crux of my upset here, Mike, is that um, it, it's, just, it's just another reminder of how you actually feel about me. And you judge me frequently, and I can already feel you rolling your eyes at me that I would be upset about something that's so trivial uh, and is meaningless. And, but, uh, and I feel like if I even express to you that I feel upset, you'll just judge me even more than you already right. do. And right. you'll share that judgment with your family, as you frequently do. And so you just start training them to judge me and um, by your disrespect for me, and I really, uh, this, it just, it's all in my face, Mike. So uh, at this time, no, I, I, no, she can't have the jewelry, and I, I just, I, I don't want to discuss it, you know, the jewelry. Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote back, and he said, I'm so sorry you got your feelings hurt. We put everything away, and we won't touch it. And uh, I'm really sorry your feelings got, I hurt your feelings. And I wrote him back and I said, you know, Mike, I'm really aware you can't hurt my feelings. Nobody has the power to hurt anybody else's feelings, not really. And it's really the meaning that I make of it. And as I said, it just is this reminder of how you feel about me that, um, and there's nothing I can do about it. So that's, that's what got triggered by all of this. Mm-hmm. And did he respond to that? And he also actually he also said that uh, my father had suggested to him that he go through the jewelry. Uh, you know, my father had said, "Hey, while you're there, you know, your mom's old jewelry is in the basement. Why don't you go through it all and see if Olivia wants any of it?" 
Well, this is really interesting because, you know, um, it was a gift to you, okay, and uh, not anybody else's decision, you know, your father's or your brother's. Um, and, you know, what strikes me here is, like you said, this underlying disrespect for your feelings. Exactly. That was the hurt that I felt, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. So so this is what I'm, I'm um, feeling here is at the root of this, because this goes further than just the brother and father. It's really the male, the whole dynamic of the male energy. If, if you trace that back, what, what comes up for you in regards to male disrespecting your feelings? I think a lot of times men don't understand feelings or women's feelings. And so there's unintentional disrespect. Um, I have, a, I feel like one of the most challenging things in my whole life this lifetime was resolving the karma with my brother from a previous lifetime where mm-hmm. he was the wife and I was the husband and I was an abusive husband. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's just never forgiven me for. And what I was alluding to in my email, which got triggered a few times last year, was um, uh, in when, when about 18 years ago, I had an argument with my brother, and I said to him, you know, Mike, the big challenge for me in our relationship is um, no matter what I do, you just always seem to, uh, you won't forgive me for the past, and you just seem to just not love me. And there's just nothing I can do. I can't make anybody love me. You know, it's just not possible. So I feel hopeless in our relationship. And um, and he said, uh, well, you know, I do love you. You're my sister. But I sure don't like you. I really do not like you. And he has said to me, you can fool everybody else, but I know who you are, and all this niceness and all this, it's just bullshit. I know it's bullshit. I know who you really are. And this niceness, this is not you. I know who you are. And he's never taken any of that back. He's never said, oh, I don't feel that way anymore. He's never said, oh, you know, I, I realize I do like you. He's never said anything remotely like that to me. Um... And I, all these years, I have lived with it. I've always made an effort every year, at least once, to go and visit them, spend time with them, and to have a relationship with his wife and his children. And, and I know he judges me behind my back to them and makes fun of me behind my back to them, and that, that they laugh with him about me, that I'm ridiculous on some level. Uh, and I also know that those children love me very much. Mm-hmm. And I know that my sister-in-law loves me too, but I also know that she has no problem uh, with anyone in her life, you know, judging them or making them the cause of her upset, as most people do. Right. Many people so, do. so if we look at this, 
this role that he's playing because, again, from lifetime to lifetime, there's different roles that, you know, each soul plays for us. Um, and we look at the archetype of this, okay, um, to go really deep into the roots to heal it. Because you're absolutely right. There is absolutely nothing you can do, okay, uh, whether or not, you know, how he's going to perceive you. Yet, okay, the wound is still open in there, so the hurt and pain is still there. So this is an opportunity for you to relieve that pain. Because I, I can I can assure you I understand because I have it with my own father and in fact this year at Christmas my he came in to see my daughter. It's very funny, only a couple of days after I left Florida they were having to come in Tampa and took her out for dinner and um I said, Oh, since you're gonna see my dad, give him a hug and tell him I love him. And so she did. And he said, you know, your mother and I never, or your mother and I, your, your, yeah, your mother and I never saw eye to eye. And that's all he said. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I actually, I smiled and I, I, I just felt so much love for him. And it doesn't hurt anymore. There's no hurt there. And the reason is because this whole past year, Everything I've done, the work with Timothy, the work I've done on my own male side, the, the work I've done on the archetypes has all been about healing the male wound. And I really feel this is coming up for you now to heal because you're ready for this relationship to come into your life. It's like right there. Yeah. It's like right hanging there. And 2016 is the year of completion. It's a, a nine-year numerology, so it's about releasing and coming to completion. And I feel you have an opportunity to do this and see what kind of um, deeper meaning this is besides your brother. I know your brother plays a big role in this life for you, okay, and your father. But ultimately, if you look at what patterns are here with men, are you still there? I am. I'm just. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure because the guy's too quiet. Thank you, friend. Interesting. Smoke alarm? Yeah. And there's nothing burning here except some candles, two candles. Yeah, there's there's something there. Yeah. The alarm's going off. Great. Thank you, universe. (laughs) Okay, so let's look into this deeper. Hmm. 
Well, nothing is immediately coming into my awareness. Okay. So, all right. So, let's just explore a little bit. Are you Are you open to that? Yeah, totally. I um. I also really would like to explore this whole thing with the staff and the, you know, feeling supported by that. It's interesting. I have a student who come forward and has been helping me so much. And he is just, um, he's a really uh, successful businessman and he's just coming in and he's helping take charge on certain aspects of things, really helping. And just as a volunteer, it's really lovely. And um, you'd like more of him. Huh? You'd like more of him. Exactly. Yeah, okay. All right, well, let's sit, let's sit with this then for a second. Then let, we can change gears. Um, then no, what I'd like... Here, here, I'd just like to say a few more things. Yeah. So, um, because um, with my brother, I really feel a lot of the journey with my brother, very similar in some ways to my mother, <clears throat> and um, it's, it's about me loving myself and being myself regardless of whether or not my brother understands it or admires it or accepts it even. And just to really be myself uh, around him and, and love myself enough that it really... I I can completely unconditionally love and accept him even though he doesn't love and accept me in the same way. I think that's part of it. And I also I think part of it is for me to uh make amends for what I did in the past which has so deeply affected him. And to take well, you know, I, I have to speak on that because, um, you know, I can tell you right now there's really nothing you can do, okay? You can say, I can make amends, but as long as he has a story that he's telling and he's sticking to this story, you could, for the rest of your life, do anything for him to supposedly make amends, and it will never be enough, okay? So... That's also, when you do that, it's like you're seeing the movie playing and trying to go into the movie to fix it. And what I'm saying is instead of that coming to the source of the the movie and these, these roles that we play, these archetypes are there and forgiveness can happen instantaneously, as you know. Right. So what I, I, I live what I teach, which is to do the, the work to see him as the Christ, to see him as perfect, do it using the tools of Ho'oponopono and prayer to purify my view of him. And to me, that is the, is the work that's worth doing. And that is, I, it's not trying to prove anything to him in the world of effect, in the world of illusions, because that, that would be meaningless. But to really hold in my mind the pure view of him, that's my work to do. And I do think it, it completely transforms the appearances. And, I, and what I'm getting is that it's really not about seeing him that way. I think it's about you seeing you that way. Exactly. Yes. 
It's both. But if you see yourself that way, automatically see him that way. So all I'm saying is, it's like, yes, so there's what keeps coming up for me energetically is the pattern that has been installed in you from probably, you know, before birth on that you have done something that needs forgiveness. Right. When, 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 see, this is the thing. You don't have to make amends. That was the role you were supposed to play. And, and this is, this is challenging to see because, of course, when we see the illusion and we buy into the fact that you behave wrongly, okay, if you recognize that we're all God acting out a part, how could it be wrong? Well, here's the thing, Dave, because <clears throat> we, I certainly understand that we come into each other's lives to trigger things and to create experiences that are intensely challenging so that we can do the inner work. And it's the, you know, create that spiritual fire that then burns away like an alchemist burning away the dross. I I certainly understand that. And I also have experienced many times in my life when I had a choice to be loving and to be kind, and I said, no fucking way. Yes, and that was perfect. That was perfect, and that's the part for you to accept and why that was perfect. This is really the embracing of the darkness, not only in yourself but of all, because as soon as you bring the light to it, it no longer, of course, exists. Well, I, here's the thing is, I don't, I'm not in a place where I can call it perfect, but I can, what I can do is I can say that it wasn't wrong or bad. I, I can say that it was a causation for other things that... How could it be anything less than perfect? It happened. It, 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 it played out. So, again... You were doing this on many dimensions simultaneously. In one lifetime, you uh, are, are not behaving that way at all. Maybe in one particular dimension uh, in this existence, you are a saint. So in exploring your, your aspects, all aspects, we explore all parts. It's like You know, little boys, when they're growing up, they explore all orifices of their body, okay? And they may put their fingers into into their butt. And immediately, their mother says, that's bad. Don't do that. That's dirty. And they want to explore. So immediately upon exploration, they're shamed. And that's what I'm saying that these deeper roots are with you when I feel into your energy. And again, it may not fit, and I'm just putting it out there, and you may take it and say, thanks, but it doesn't fit. 
before it may fit eight months from now or six months from now or maybe never, okay? But I'm just reading your energy and this is what's coming up and as I'm seeing in the big picture into these patterns, okay, there feels like they're changing. And there feels like there's this part of you that is not loving yourself unconditionally. And if there's anything that I can guide you to is that, is unconditional love for yourself. And then as you have that, you will have that for everyone. I, I really don't disagree with anything that you're saying, Faith. What I would add to it is, in my experience, in my understanding, there are many times when we can make more loving choices, but we refuse to. And the choices that we do make will always be used for our good. They will always be used for our awakening, for our healing, for our our clarity, our expansion, our learning, all of that. And so there is nothing bad or wrong. Uh, And yet, being unloving, I don't, I don't feel I can call that perfect. Okay, so that's the, that's the mind. That's the mind. Because now we want to move into the heart and into the cellular memory of your body. Because, okay, if you recognize that this, years ago I was downloaded information about a circle, okay, that with a circle, you can, it doesn't really matter which way you go. You can go left or right, but in the end, it's always going to be a circle. It will always come around. And so many souls take different ways to get that experience. It's part of their evolution. It's part of their awareness to choose, even consciously choose, okay, uh, a negative behavior so they can actually have the experience of it to then make another choice on what feels good. And sometimes souls don't want to feel good. But in the end, the ego, okay, the only value of the ego is to bring it back to God, our God self. So ultimately, okay, if we let go of all of the illusions of the roles that we play in the architects, because that's all they are, and you recognize that you are one with source and you never left source, so it's impossible that you could even have these thoughts or actually even have these stories instead to recognize that it's life is just experiential and there is no good or bad experience, there just is the divine experience. Exactly. So... So now it's taking it, saying, I understand what you're saying from the mind's point of view. Yes, I could have made these choices, okay, that perhaps it would have been a nicer or a more loving way, but you don't know what the other person needed. Right. You, you can't possibly know. They might have needed you to play the bad guy for them to learn something about themselves. Yeah. Just like um, Judas did. And, and so this is where, you know, in it totally accepting the Christ consciousness, it, it is all perfect. And this is the part that doesn't erase being a conscious person or 
that or letting people off that grief say, okay, I can go and kill you, and then you say it's all perfect because that was part of my role. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the divine perfection that is you knowing and totally forgiving and letting go any of the vestiges of shame or karma that you are holding that served you to get to this point to do this work to forgive yourself. Well, that's to forgive yourself. Right, to forgive yourself for believing in the separation. That's certainly my goal, my intention, my aspiration. And and that's where you're going this year. That's what I'm saying. Is until so now it's going to require you totally getting out of your mind and totally getting out of that story. And you have such a brilliant mind that sometimes it's a challenge to get you out of it. Oh, I, I agree. You know, I was um, contemplating this the other day, and really what uh, I was getting is to really have a practice all day long just saying, it's not real, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a beautiful practice. Yeah, I, I mean, this is definitely the where the work is for me is to really... Because it be, it's the the upset and the feelings that come from those thoughts that there is something that I did that was less than loving that makes this world seem real. Yes, exactly, exactly. So this is the part that I can assist you with to guide you to it because I'm just that part of you. I mean, I'm not real either, so I'm just another part of you. As Michael Jackson did a song, I think, what I said, I'm just another part of you. Um, so, so the thing is, is that this is where, okay, your heart will lead you back to this every time because this is what your soul desires to remember as you've gone through all of these archetypal stories on all of these dimensions, all these things of existence. And so we're now, as our own shamans, reclaiming all of those parts of ourselves that we deny and making peace with those parts of us is our work. Yeah. And this, this, your brother, okay, as a soul, and the role that your family has played has been really powerful role for you to come back to this over and over again. Until, you know, I, I mean, it keeps repeating the pattern until we get it, so we don't need it anymore. And, and that's what happened with Timothy and I, because actually we had to keep repeating the wounds until we didn't have to do it anymore. Yeah. And we then had to separate in order to do our own personal work to be able to come back. And now I, I we laugh and say, all right, well, you know, what, what are you going to do with all your time now that I'm not triggering you anymore? <laughs> mm. 
we could just have joy. How about that? And then, of course, you know, the ego wants to get in and says, wow, what if we had joy all the time? We would be in paradise. We'd be in heaven. And, you know, then what? So then it's a matter of, well, then your creator in heaven on earth, and then you can just create, like we remember how to do from the times of Lemuria, where there was um, no uh, anger. We didn't even speak. We had telepathy, um, where there was no lying because there was no need to because we used the one mind. So it was paradise. It was perfection. And that's everybody wants to have that experience of heaven on earth. And that's what we're here for, to make manifest God in form, to know that we're all creators of our reality and that we can experience heaven all the time. And so at the same time, being that we have agreed to this duality consciousness, then we also have the opportunity to experience hell as well. And so we create it all, and the hell is in believing that what? That we're separate from God. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is where you're at now in your opportunity this year, and that's why I feel like this information is going to come to you and downloads and grief. I think it's really important that you do love yourself enough to take this time off completely because, you know, your soul, this contract you have is to serve humanity is so strong in you, okay, um, that a lot of times it overrides, okay, uh, your own personal evolution and growth. And in order for you to be even more effective in your existing humanity in this is for you to, of course, you know, embody it yourself fully. Yeah. And once you do that, there's, I mean, you're such a force to be reckoned with, and that's part of what your ego is a little bit afraid of is when you fully get to that unconditional loving perfection, that, you know, what, you know, what, what is it saying to you? Well, it's definitely a cost of freedom. Mm-hmm. Really free my mind and my heart. Yes, and so so what if you were free? What if you were completely free of that? Then what? Well, what I immediately felt is the freedom to be more focused on what is it I'd like to create and experience. Exactly. Instead of putting out for solving problems. Yeah. This is it. This is exactly where we're at right now. Because you know what? Of course, we can't use the same level of consciousness uh, that created the problem to solve it. We've got to go to the higher consciousness. But we can't go to the higher consciousness if we feel unworthy of utilizing those higher laws. And so, therefore, that becomes the back and forth with the duality of 
sometimes knowing your power as God in form and creating heaven on earth, and yet oftentimes creating problems just to solve them, to, to feel good about it, or having problems at all, um, because they make us feel part of the story. Yeah. You know, and so when you get to that point where you absolutely know that everything that you desire can be made manifest, everything, then, of course, we're dealing with this expansion of power, kind of like in that movie Lucy. Yeah. And what I discovered with many people is that because it's so expansive, cellularly, they cannot maintain it in their body, so they actually just play a little bit smaller so they can still function on the plane of existence. Because just even, like I said, this last year of me doing this work at the the, the higher planes has almost been unbearable. It really is it, it is it is giving birth to yourself and, you know, it is like having, you know, my own body come out of my body, you know, and sometimes it's like this is just too much to bear. And, 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 and how do I do this without a manual? How do I, how do I you know communicate with people anymore. How do I function in this world when I'm having these other experiences? And so it's like, well, this is what you're here for is to be the earth sign, to have a practical way to assist others do it, but you have to do it first. And so I'm always going through these experiences so that I can then show others how to have these experiences. And there's many times when I am, most of my communication is in the higher dimensions and it's very challenging to, to interpret or to decipher these, these codes and languages and take them into third dimension reality to be able to talk with the, the 3D mind uh, without blowing it and, uh, and and meet people where they're at in order for them to be able to go into using the one mind. And that's why I said this is where you're at right now is to let go of the small mind and, or just use it as a tool to, you know, ma- maneuver this tension, but to instead... Do this forgiveness with yourself so that you can feel worthy to completely get and have access to source energy so that you get all the information that you need. And you're, you're, that's what you're being prepared for. Yeah. Because you know, I, I think when I when I when I look at your life and I see the energy and what you have done and what you've offered and how much you've shared with everyone in your life and the experiences um, that you've given to others and freedom and so forth, and you know, I know you don't even have time to even look at that. 
because you're so busy doing the administrative work and doing all the other things and whatever, and every once in a while you might say, gee, yeah, you know, I'm a pretty good deal, and gee, why doesn't my family see what a good deal I am, or why doesn't a man see what a good deal I am, or, you know, I don't really quite understand it, because I do, you know, really offer a lot, but there's that one part of you that is still saying you're not worthy, like you have to do more, or you... There's just one more thing, and that's that part for you to feel now, and this is why I think your brother so lovingly is bringing this up to the surface. Yeah. Yeah, I can see and hear that. So ultimately, I feel that because you guys have been together in many existences and there is a really deep love. And, you know, again, these roles that we play, I mean, my father doesn't like me. I don't like him. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Well, it, it, it matters to me. It, but, but who's the me it matters to? It matters to my personality. Yes, exactly. And this is the thing. This is what's going to be blown out of the water this year, is your ego. That's what I'm saying, is that this personality, and this is what I'm saying, in order to have the kind of sacred relationship that you want to have, that you will have no ego left. It will be completely, uh, you know, let go. And you will go completely to... The, the one mind, the, the, the one heart, the one soul, and then everything else dissolves. So, of course, it matters to your ego, you know? Um, and this is where you've got to tame that little baby. Yeah, I think one of the things is that... Um, it definitely it impacts me when I'm visiting my family. Of course, they're the, your greatest fears of teachers. Well, this makes it less fun. For the ego. So just keep reminding yourself of who's directing the show here about what's supposed to be fun and not, you know? And how can you have joy even when you're not, your ego's not having fun? It really is, it's taking that ego and maturing it into ascension. Because you do want it, you don't want to annihilate it, okay? Because you do need to have it to show up on this existence. So it's a positive thing. But you're really parenting yourself into ascension and being able to take that belligerent little child that wants its own way and that feels hurt and it's all kinds of bent out of shape all the time, okay, and be able to go to the higher self, the, the girl within you, okay, and um, I had to laugh because um, I posted something on Bridge to Lemuria that you might get a kick out of today. Um, it was basically where our own guru um, of our own mental patients. 
Um, and it's so true because our ego is a mental patient. Our ego is, uh, a, 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 you know, a mind fuck. And it continuously comes up with story after story, uh, scenario after scenario, to drag the pain in, to drag the drama in, to do whatever. And so as soon as you bring the light to it of the higher self that this is not real, all of that pain disappears and goes away. And it can't feed off of it anymore. So pretty soon it doesn't have anything to feed off of and you're just in peace. And everything that you do is about that peace, everything. And that's where your power is, your power to create from that place. And that is where you will set yourself free from the small mind. And and once you do that, then you're going to be able to go. And this is why you're going to have to do it before you teach the other people that are going to come to your ministry. So that's why this year it's all about releasing for you this mind. And then so you can be able to go in and share it with them. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and you know what, i got to tell you, that it is challenging, and I know it, okay? I know it is, and it's possible. It just requires every ounce of concentration and focus and energy that you have. And it's, it, you know, there's really no words. It's just a surrender, complete surrendering to the God within, and my ego doesn't didn't want to be in Florida. My ego didn't want to be in Columbia. I can tell you that. My ego wanted to be where you're at right now. <laughs> yeah, so nice. I know. And yet, this is where my life has been for the past three straight years of, okay, everything for my highest good so that I could go to this next level of awareness and be able to share because this is where we're going. And now I'm working in other dimensions and attempting to still stay balanced in this one, and it is the most challenging thing I've ever done. And fortunately now, I have attracted my beloved to do this work with so I am not uh, just on my own with it, and it's very helpful for me to um, have this in my life. Um, it's also challenging, but it's helpful because it, it, it does help me hold the energy, and I'm very grateful for it because I can still do this work, but I really am amped it up when I have him in my in my life. And of course that's all spiritual partnership is for, is for evolution. So it's not for romance, it's not for anything else. And that's the other thing that the ego doesn't, you know, like. Because I would have never picked him and I would have never gone back to him. If I had listened to my ego, no. I understand. Yeah. So, I mean, I was having a great life, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, and, and it is just like, this is not, you know, uh, like I said last year, going to France in the middle of winter, I, if it was left up to my ego, I would never have done it. So, it's all been for the sacred union and 
you know, I have to say to you, sometimes I say this sucks and I hate it and why did I ever sign up for this? But, you know, the fact is, is that I have and I know it's a gift and I'm very grateful and I remind myself of it. But I had to tell you, there are times that, you know, I still have a temper tantrum, you know, from the ego that's just it's like enough already. Let's get the fuck out of here, you know. I kind of went through that when I, I went into Florida. It was kind of like, um, you know, uh, I need a vacation. Universe, did I not tell you I needed a vacation? Hmm. And not only did I not get a vacation, I got the opposite. And, um, you know, I just laughed. I absolutely just laughed because I said this is just, I mean, the funniest thing. I'm so absurd. And and I found my humor. It was like the humor, it, it, you know how like that laughter yoga is? Right. Yeah, it was like that. It was either laugh or cry, and this time the laughter came forward. The cosmic joke, okay, of me trying to tell the universe what I wanted from my ego point of view. That, that, that typical, you know, uh, I, I make plans and God laughs. So, you know what, I mean, I, I know that that part of you that wants the story and to have that with the family and your brother, it's a very nice story. It really is. It's beautiful. And, um, but just remember, it's a story. And, you know, and, and, and uh, come to it from that place and enjoy the moments, even when the moments are, you know, absurd. Even when they judge you and talk behind your back, you know. I I did that with my daughter. I have to tell you so often because she has this idea of what she thinks the mother should be. And of course, when I came down to Florida to help her, okay, that was why I was going down there because she just had this terrible breakup and was leaving to go to nursing school and living in Florida. And so, um, the first thing that I get down there was she gets a little kitty, and the kitty has mange, okay? And that's such a rare thing. Dogs get it, but not cats. She made, and this mange proceeded to infect both of us. We had bites all over our body. It was just absolutely incredibly painful and challenging. And um, she actually said to me, you know, one day, that she thought I was coming down to do all of her cooking and cleaning while she got ready for school. She has this whole story of how mommy was going to take care of her. She's 30. Wow. Yeah. And when we got to the story, okay, of it, um, I just smiled to myself because she proceeded to tell me, you know, like how I was not living up to her expectations. as the story that she had about what I was going to do and when I came there. And it was just like, wow, that's really interesting. So how do you love somebody when you're not, when you're not fulfilling their story? I laughed about it. I just laughed. 
and just said, um, you know, <laughs> when I'm long gone, you're going to look at this time and you're going to say, damn, I wish mom was back again. And she'd be like, ah, you know. So all you can do is just enjoy the process, you know. And, of course, then as soon as I left, you know, and I said, okay, I set my boundaries, I'm leaving Florida, whatever. Now all of a sudden she's like, I want you back so bad. Like, when are you coming back? And now I have a, a place for you to stay, Mom, and you can do this and whatever. And it's so cute. So now you can just, like, see with your, with your brother, you know. It would be the same thing. Pretty soon when you're off on your own and you've met your beloved and you have a nice place, you say, here's a place over in my garage. <laughs> and you'll just laugh and you'll say thanks, but it's no thanks. Yeah. So we'll laugh after the fact. We might as well laugh while we're doing it, and that's your practice, is to bring more laughter into your life, the joy of knowing that this is a story, that this is an illusion. Because that's where your mind is telling you to take this so serious and to take everything about life so serious. And that is the part for you that, you know, feels heavier, feels more like, you know, the prison or the pain. And so if you could free yourself from that, then what? Well, you know, I feel like I am freeing myself from it. I feel very much like I'm in that process. You are. So what's going to happen as you completely free yourself from the story? Then what? You can just do what you want to create, which is what we talked about, you know, before, okay? I'd like to, you know, have more retreat. I'd like to Well, in truth, I, I do feel like I can do what I'd like now. I don't feel like I have to wait. But I, I must be mindful of uh, my resources. Because one of the things that happens to me is I, uh, and this happens to me so often, Faith, that I, in my mind, things are easy to do. They're easy to accomplish. You know, I have an idea for something. I can feel the, I can feel the, clarity of it, the expansion of it, the possibility of it, the benefits of it. And so to me, I feel like everything is supporting me in accomplishing it and doing it. So move forward, no big deal, and everything will be provided. And then sometimes it becomes very challenging. It becomes filled with unexpected challenges. And then I think, well... Uh, of course I know that, well, those are the, those challenges are for my learning and for my healing. Nothing bad is happening, nothing wrong is happening. But in part, on some, in some aspects of my life, it's made me more cautious about moving forward with things that I'm not really certain there's uh, the the energetic support for 
from the people around me who would be affected by it. Well, that's understandable because, you know, you're co-creating with people that are not emitting the same frequency as you. Exactly. So that, that therein lies a lot of my challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that, okay? And, okay, this is part of your awareness of being in the story to be in this world, not of this world, to be able to see that that's exactly what's happening and to not necessarily perceive them so much as challenges, but as what you're really here for, which is to hold that frequency and energy, okay, regardless of what they're doing. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I get that. But when I've announced, you know, to people, we're going to start class on a particular day, you'll have your workbook, you know, on a particular day, and all of those things kind of fall apart because of choices other people are making. Ultimately, of course, I know that it's all me. So that's where that's I'm just saying that's where I feel like my some of my work is is to really not just be so um, it's like venerable and I talk about this sometimes that one of the big challenges we have is hiring staff because we see the potential we see the potential in the person we see the vision for the person's life and how there can be a match there. But if that person doesn't see the vision for their own life, then they don't feel worthy. Right, and that just also then also reflects the part of you that doesn't feel worthy. That's what I'm saying here, is that that's why they're in your life, to show you that, where don't I feel worthy? So that's where I'm saying to you that, yes, in using these, these higher laws, okay, If you had no shame or if you thought that everything was perfect, okay, and you were able to know that you're completely worthy, then that mirror will reflect that back to you. Because all that the story is or the film is reflecting what you believe in yourself. But we disown that because we say, no, it's with them. But actually, it's us. And so if we fully say, okay, I'm totally taking 100% responsibility for everything that I create or attract into my life, and I'm not saying to say this in a bad way because if you have things oh, that right. occur. This is exactly what I teach. Yeah. And, so, and but, but here's the same thing. In my experience, there are many times when I'm called into a situation that uh, it, to be a healing presence there, and it, it's not that I just don't feel that this is some karmic effect for me that I should suffer over it. There doesn't there doesn't need to be any suffering. It's I'm in this experience and. It's challenging and it's teaching me. I'm learning, but also I'm to demonstrate things and to be a teacher in it. You know, you think of like Jesus when he was walking on the earth with the apostles. 
you, you know, there were a lot of times when the apostles just didn't understand what the hell he was talking about. And that's not the right. And that's exactly why he used parables so that they could get whatever they could get uh, at the level they could understand it. And that's all you can do too. But that's what I'm saying is that your job is just to hold the frequency whether they get it or not. But it, the thing is, is that when you take it into your own life or take it personally into your own life, like it, 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 it is, a, it is about you. Then recognizing that it's not okay, but bringing that lightness to the situation so that, like in case, like with your brother, okay, like you said, how can I go and have a good time with them when I know this is what they're doing or thinking and they don't like me? So the the, the thing is, is that in your desire, you desire to have that family, no matter what, even knowing exactly. Not true. true. Okay. So then, so then, tell me what it is. All right. First, I just like to finish my what I was asking you about about Jesus. Yes. Because you interrupted me, and um, so when Jesus was trying to teach the apostles, and they didn't really get it. Yes, he taught in the parable, but was that because he was unworthy of being understood? He felt unworthy of being understood, do you think? No, that's not, that's not at all what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying this is that he was holding the frequency whether or not he was understood or not. Because you're right, that is where part of your path is here is to hold that energy whether or not they, you know, believe you or not or understand. That's what I Yeah. But I have to say that there are times when it doesn't feel lighthearted. There are times for me when people are angry at me and they're kicking it out on me and I, and I just feel like, gee, I have to say I don't enjoy this. <laughs> Right. It's absolutely. I'm not saying you're going to enjoy it like you would a good movie or comedy or being out with your best friend. But there's a difference of feeling the pain and suffering versus being at peace, okay, with this is what is happening right now. Exactly. Because, because you're knowing that it actually has nothing to do with you. But if you have a charge to it, Jennifer, I know. that's all I'm saying. I know. It, Yeah, so that's with your brother. That's all I was getting back to with with that is that you still have a charge to it. So then that does reflect the unworthiness there. That's all I'm saying. Maybe not in some of these other moments. Maybe you're just frustrated because, you know, it's like teaching kindergartners don't eat the paste, you know? Like, let's just do an art project and don't eat the paste. But, of course, the only time we really get frustrated is if we have expectations, Right. Right, exactly. So my, here's my question. So with all these difficulties that I've had with my staff, there's uh, on one level, like I feel called to such expansion, and I feel called to share that expansion with others and to invite them to participate, and, and I'll energize their expansion too, and I'm happy to hold the container for hundreds and thousands of people, really, to do their work. And 
then I'm working with someone who gets in a motorcycle accident. They can't show up for work uh, or they, they just don't call in. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know where they went. Or somebody else said, oh, they've got some mysterious illness and for two to three weeks they can hardly do any work. And I was counting on them to be in main support to me during my busiest time of year. So it's these kinds of experiences. This is what I would like. It's, it's not that I feel angry or upset by it, because I, I don't so much feel that. And I don't feel personally betrayed or picked upon. And I certainly don't feel like I'm doing something wrong. It's more of I'm interested in really transcending these kinds of experiences. I hear you. Totally. So I can and, be more productive. Yes. Well, you, you made a key point. You made a key point that you see when you hire staff, you see and hire people based on their potential. And when they don't quite live up to their potential that you are seeing in them, how are you feeling? Well, sometimes I feel conflicted because um, they're not hiring, they're, they're not asking me to be their teacher, although I know that I am. Of course, they're my teacher too, but they're not asking me to be their teacher. They're not asking me to help them expand. You know, uh, like I have one person on my team that I'm getting ready to replace. So she, she just, I requested over and over again for her to double check her work. She was making mistakes. Who's becoming a burden to the team. And, you know, I'm giving her multiple opportunities saying you have to double-check your work. This is the crux of the problem is you are not double-checking your work. And uh, you're making simple mistakes that anyone can catch if they just look at it. And um, so I, I called her out on it a couple of times, and then I said to her, okay, look, Here's, I'm giving you a choice right now. You are either going to decide, I'm going to double-check my work, I'm going to show up, I'm going to really dot the I's across the T's and do everything possible to make this uh, a powerful, positive experience. I said, and I'm going to put you on 30 days' notice, and it's up to you whether you would like to do that or not. I said, you're of an age that, you know, the way you do anything is the way you do everything, and you've probably been operating this way a long time. You may have no interest in stepping up, but that's what's required if you're going to keep this job. And um, she immediately quit, which left me in a bad situation because I didn't have someone to do her work. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, you can certainly quit if you'd like, but I'm... I'm inviting you to change your life and to step up. And I'm willing to support you in doing that if you're willing to do it yourself. And she said, you know, I really like what you're teaching. I've been so amazed how what it is to be around you and work with you and listen to you. And um, she said, uh, you know, I just feel so ashamed because you're right. I'm just so, so ashamed. And I said, well, you can live in shame or you can rise above it. And I'm inviting you to rise above it. And I will hold your hand and go with you. You know, let's do it together. So she ultimately decided that's what she wants to do. But every day, I, I basically tell her in one form or another, you're not double-checking your work. 
because she's not. And I just, I've, so I've, I've totally decided to replace her. Uh, and it's, it's just a matter of, I have so many other things going on, you know, I, I can't just get rid of her. I have to have someone to step in first. And that takes time to train them. Right. So I'm, I've been, I just hired some new people and trained them and whatnot. But it's, I have similar experiences to that all the time. And so does right. Venerable. So does Venerable. Right. You know, right. and so do you. Every spiritual teacher does. These experiences happen all the time. So what I'm saying is I just, I... Right, so you just have to determine which ones, okay, of these experiences and which ones of the patterns, okay, are for you and which ones are not, okay? And I understand that there's many times there's no charge and you're just like, okay, I'm just looking at this and this is awareness and this is something that, you know, is part of what we agreed to do here and which are the ones that are patterns that are actually coming back and showing me how to grow and what to learn. So in this particular situation with this person and buying into a certain person's potential, what is it that you're seeing in the patterns there that is your part so that you can, because of course we can't change them, we can only change ourselves and what we perceive. So what part of you, okay, can you address in regards to that? Well, you know, this is what I'm really authentically looking to discern because I do think that there is a pattern about not being supported and having to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I realized that my Christmas experience with my family uh, brought up to me was an old pattern that I thought I was done with. Came, I, it came right back. I realized, ah, there it is again. And I don't feel that this is uh, it, it, energetically, it doesn't feel like quite the same thing in my work. But with my family, it's this thing of expecting them to disappoint me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I, I'm not interested in having any expectations of any kind. Because they're just attachment. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's a constant process of eliminating attachment. Um and even having an attachment to someone who do their job well. Right, exactly, because the expectation is that if I hire you and I pay you this, you should what? Well, I, I don't want to energize any should thoughts at all. I really don't. But Well, but they're there because... Even with the situation, because the, the one, the situation that you just brought up, it reminded me of the situation with that guy last year. Oh, I know. That, I know. Yeah. Okay, so, so now, okay, if we're looking at the modeling, okay, of, okay, well, I'm having an idea of what a person should or should not do for me, okay, uh, when I hire them, 
if I go past that and say, okay, if I'm coming from a place of my higher self and I'm attracting those people to me and visualizing with feeling those people who support me unconditionally, because that's, you know, I, I, I guess also, too, I asked you about Bentino because he just posted the other day about um, the support that he has from his staff, and he does these retreats all over the world, and he was giving them so much, you know, gratitude and how they've been so helpful to him. So he obviously has a belief system or structure that he is well supported and able to do this work. And, of course, we must have that to do this work for us to be able to travel around the world. It's just not possible to continually do it when you're the one who is putting out all the fires or having to take up the slack, like working 15-hour days. You're right. It will drain out your adrenals, and I've been there myself before, okay? I know. And so it's like, okay, so if we go into the core root belief system here, there still is, whether it's your family or whether it's your business, of that I am not fully supported by people in this universe, then, of course, that would be what would be made manifest. So what I would suggest is that we go further into the roots here and to bring this up. And yet I feel that there's a little resistance to doing that because it's going to bring up some pain. And, I'm, and your mind, you know, no matter what, even though you may say, yes, it's so mature, I'm, I'm ready to bring it on, okay? But you know what? I don't know anybody, okay, uh, including myself, that is all like, oh, goody, um, you know, let's go into the, the, the root canal and get the access out. You know, oh, goody, I can't wait to do that. No, there's still going to be some like, wow, okay, I know this is important and, I, and I've got to do it, but boy, this is just really, you know. I, I, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm willing to do it. And I, I feel it's also about really, really working more in the invisible and really just surrendering. Well, things fall apart, they fall apart. Yes, perfect. I'm so glad to hear you say that because we talked about this last year. And that was letting go of the attachments about what you thought your business should look like or all the courses and you've got all these people relying on you and everything. I have to say from my perspective of even just being with, with Timothy, he had to let everything fall apart this year in order to really, really get what he needed to get. Okay? Now, I'm not suggesting that for everybody. But when you surrender, then you don't have any attachment if it falls apart or it doesn't. You just don't have an attachment because you've surrendered. Right. Because there's a message here because there's always messages in pattern. And I understand that because that was for me, too, in this year, you know, in, in really taking a look at, okay, what are my patterns, okay, um, and this, this, when I got to Florida, and that's why I said it, it's just so dark and so challenging, whatever, because my next door neighbor, you know, he was a lunatic, okay, and he was an alcoholic, and um, he would, you know, when you walk out the door, he would 
seeing you, you know, punt. You know, I mean, it was just amazing to me, the contrast, to see that. And so I was like, wow, this must be really, really deep for me. Like, let's go and look at this because, you know, I went and proceeded to say to him very nicely, would you mind turning down your music? And that was the response that I got. And then it was just like, wow, I said, wow, you know, this is not Southern hospitality. <laughs> you know, and um, but knowing full well that because it was such a contrast and because I, you know, felt myself um, actually having like almost post-traumatic stress disorder when I could hear them coming home because I could feel the vibration and the sound and their energy and whatever. But I said, okay, I desire to learn how to be with this energy and to transmute it and stay in my power. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. And so that's why this situation came to me and why I could be so thankful to this, this man next door because you would get a big kick out of this. So when I'm calling the police to tell them, okay, because this guy actually proceeded to bang on the metal shed next to my bedroom window for three straight hours, okay. He, 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 like I said, I, I, he was almost like a rabid animal. I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And um, I had to laugh because my phone was breaking up as I was telling the police officer what this guy was saying to me. And the police officer thought I was swearing at him. Oh. And so I thought that was funny because I thought, here I am in completely setting my boundaries. And now the police officer is saying, ma'am, I don't appreciate that, whatever. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm not swearing at you. I'm telling you. What is happening right now is this neighbor is, you know, whatever. So he actually started laughing then because it was really funny. You know, I didn't get good cell phone service there either. I thought all of it was just so perfect. And so how to keep your humor in the midst of the situation when you don't enjoy one second of it, okay? That's what I'm talking about. So I, of course then leaving to go from Florida to Columbia, I came on New Year's where they are the loudest. It's more loud than I could ever be back in Florida. And then you have the the, the, the different language and you have the smells and you have the the, the whole culture of this, this land here is loud. So now I go from jumping from the frying pan right into the fire. It was like Happy New Year. And because I asked for this, because I prayed for this, just like you are, I prayed for it. I just remember Marianne Williamson saying that in Return to Love, that, you know, when I asked for it, then all hell broke loose. And exactly. I was very conscious in asking for this upgrade and going to this complete awareness. And so when I came to it and I saw it for what it is, that's when I could go and I could smile through this and and to find my peace in it. And, of course, as a result of that, then everything 
shifted because the, the, the reason I decided to come to Colombia is because um, my friend told me that we were going to go to this island called Provincia, which is um, all right, off Colombia, and it actually means sojourn with God. And I said, yes, that's what my heart was saying to me, yes, okay? I didn't think about any of the other particulars. I just said, I'm supposed to be on that island. I know it. Like every cell in my body was quivering, saying yes. And so when I came, and I, of course, the, the, the universe has such an amazing sense of humor, it didn't pass me by, by saying, oh, okay, so I really want to sojourn with Bob, okay? You know, what do I have to let go? Yep. And so that's exactly what was was stripped from me. And then I broke my little toe. <laughs> oh. And um, because, of course, that's all about moving forward. And I laughed at that, too, because I know there's nothing you could do. You can't even put it in the splint or anything. It just, you know, it has to heal and then. Um, so I I got very, very clearly, okay, what my my role is. And I went into a period of complete self-love. I wrote about it. I'm still continuing to write about it, and this is where I'm at. So I, I live my life as a complete open book to share everything, you know, without any judgment in knowing everything is ideal and everything is perfect. Because any of my judgments have been stripped away from me. Yeah. And it's raw. It's raw. And it, 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 there's no protection. It's just you're, you, you, you just it's, are in the process of it. And, and again, of course, being back in the relationship and then the triggers, you know. And not only the triggers, but, you know, I won't go into this now, but at some point I will because I'm only using my own story because it, 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 it's applicable to what I'm going through, but it's not like this beloved relationship it's like a, you know, like a, uh, without all kinds of things that are around it that bring up to my awareness more areas of attachment. Sure, of course. Right, so it's like, okay, so it's based 24-7 with that house of mirrors everywhere we go. And so all I've been doing is recognizing patterns. And that's what I'm saying is, is that this is just a pattern with your, with, the, with your brother and even with the staff now. And so you can go in and say, all right, you know, I'd like to release these patterns, these archetypes now, okay, that I've played. And am I, have I gotten all the lessons from them now that I need to get? Because, you know, we're not here to rush it because we have eternity for this. It's just to say, okay, I really want to delve deep into it and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And it's not for the weak and mildly committed, it's for the courageous. 
And now also too in a nice pace to do it in a in a nice pace um, because um, you're still navigating the physical world. And so I, like what happened with me, it wasn't really at a nice pace, Jennifer. And all I'm saying is that's why I had to you know cancel our session the last time. And the same with um, uh, I never really in my life I think okay I can't even remember where I've actually had to cancel a session. Uh, unless, you know, maybe I was physically ill, which does happen very often that I would get that physically ill. But I had to cancel two sessions that week. I chose to. I should say I actually, I chose to. Because yeah. I knew I couldn't give 100% of myself. I knew it. And, and so I loved myself enough to know, and I loved the person enough to know that I I, 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 I would be doing them to serve in myself. So, so I would say for you, pick one of the patterns right now, just one, that you would like to address, and let's go with that one until you just totally dissolve it. So no longer has any roots and any way to grow in your existence. Well, I, I do feel that uh, I think the strongest one would be to be able to eliminate any sense of being unworthy. Fantastic. Well, I would like to support you in that. And so what I'm going to do is I'd like to meditate with it and I'd like to give you some actual home fun. That would be great. Yes. Yeah. Okay, to practice on. Because this is an area that I know very well. Um, very, very well. And um, I can give you some very practical applications for you to practice with every single day. And in addition to the um, letting go of the worthiness, it's also increasing the amount of self-love. Yeah. And that is the part that I would also like to support you in. And so I'm going to put some things in there about that. So I will write everything up and I will email it to you at your regular email. And um, then we can talk about that um, during our next session, which I do want to get out um, uh, the calendar so I just absolutely make sure. Where are you going to be? Are you still going to be in Hawaii for our next session? or? Yeah, I'm here until April. You are? Okay. All right. I just want to make sure time frame so I get my act together, okay, so that I'm not um, uh, on the wrong time schedule. So. Um, I will confirm that when I write out your email. Great. And, uh, yeah, you go to France at the end of February? Yes. I'm just looking right now. Um, I have to make sure I've got my my covered dates. You know, you can only enter Europe, you know, once every six months and make sure of the date. So it looks like it will be the end of February, maybe beginning of, of March. So then I'm going to have to, you know, change over the, the time frame. So I pray that it will be still conducive to, you know, us uh, 
I'll, I'll be flexible and work around your schedule and, and try to keep the, the, same, the same time period. Yeah, and I don't mind doing things early in the morning. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And then um, um, I will let you know, too, um, really, I'm, I'm very serious about, you know, visiting you out in Greece and vice versa with, 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 with fans. I really feel that uh, that will be really a great opportunity for, um, you know, us to, to, to share because I do feel that you're going to be getting a lot this year. And, you know, I know that there's just really a handful of us really doing this kind of deep work right now. I know that everybody's going through their stuff, but many people are just giving up and falling to the wayside. They really are. And 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 so this this level is, you know, we do have to all stick together, you know, and really, really help each other out the best we can because it's really, really um, uh, going to get more intense. Yeah. Yep. You know, and 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 I know this, and um, I'm aware, and I'm I'm cool with it, and I understand that you know it may even lead us into a whole financial collapse this year. Okay, it may very well go that route, but if it does, that's okay and it's perfect. You know, like I said, I don't have any expectations. It's not like I dwell on it or anything. I just know that there has to be massive shifting in order for us to really, really, you know, and being in the nine year and being in the election year and all of this other stuff that's, you know, coming up as we're going through this, you know, amazing, uh, you know, catapulting into the stratosphere. Um, I would love for you, uh, once we get through some of the worthiness thing, because then, then we can start going into some of the higher chakras. And then... Once you get into the working with the higher chakras, then you're going to be getting like all of, like I said, these downloads of information that you're going to be able to then pass on to these teachers' teachers. You know what I mean? Because that's really what your ultimate role is here. It's not going to be working with the the people at the beginning level. It's it's not going to be that anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. I'd like to train people to uh, who would like to do that work and, and then make it possible yes, for that. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I see that occurring, and in order to do that, then these other patterns have to be completely let go. So we'll focus on that, and I really do feel that will also help you shift in your, your business thing. But I'm going to send you also that thing from... Um, Ventino, uh, because even though I know, like you said, he's kind of more of that ET and he's really not quite always, you know, like coming from the perspective that we are, some of the information I feel will be great and helpful to you in applying it to actually manifesting and making your life easier during this transition. Great. All right? Yeah. All right, my dear. Well, I'm so glad to talk with you and connect with you again, and I'll send this out to you uh, either uh, later tonight or tomorrow for sure. Okay, great. Well, you have a lovely evening. I will. I will. Thank you. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. I love you. Thanks. Love you too. Bye. Bye.